Welcome to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan, and I've been a Lost fanatic from the beginning. And I'm Anton, experiencing the mysteries for the first time. Join us as we start from the very beginning and make our way to the very end. This is episode 49, where we're discussing further instructions from season 3 of Lost. You alright? Yeah, just keep, keep going. John? Charlie? What happened? We got him. Is he alive? We need Jack. Take him in. Jack's not coming back. They've got him. What? What are you talking about? Jack's gone? I don't understand. Okay, when were you planning on telling us this, Hurley? What do you mean they? Who's they? They are the others. And yes, they've taken Jack. And Kate and Sawyer. How? What happened? Son and Jin and Saeed, are they okay? I don't know. I'm gonna find our friend. I don't know how yet, but I will. We're gonna find them, all of them. And then we're gonna bring them home. But first things first, we gotta look after Mr. Echo. So Paolo and Nikki bring towels and water. Claire, we gotta clean them up, so bring all the first aid supplies you can. Bad speech. Whoa. Whoa, what? Just got here with, you know. Deja vu. Okay. Well, when that wears up, can you get bandages from the kitchen? Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 49 of the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan. And I'm Anton. And today we have a special guest host with us, Austin. Want to say hey, Austin? What's up, everybody? Austin's my brother, and he's visiting in town, and he's also a loyal Lost fan, so he's going to join our discussion today as we discuss Further Instructions, a Locke-centric episode. And um, I'll start us off here. Um, in the jungle, Locke kind of wakes up and he's lying on the ground. He sees Desmond run by and, you know, Desmond isn't wearing any clothes. And he gets up and, you know, makes his way back to the camp and starts tearing apart um, one of the tents. Mm-hmm. I assume it, I'm hoping it was his. And, uh, you know, he takes the poles to Echo's church building site. And, uh, you know, Charlie confronts him and, you know, we find out Locke is basically unable to speak. He starts, you know, giving signs and all this stuff. And, you know, finally, Charlie surmises that Locke is saying that he needs to speak to the island. Yeah. And he later tells Charlie that he needs his help and he needs him to stand guard at the sweat lodge. What do you think about all of that stuff, Anton? Well, initially, I, I thought he was saying that he had needed to build the church. You know, uh-huh. I thought that's what he was going back for. And, you know, because he had messed up Echo's thing and he, had to, he was going back to do that. Right. And then when he said he had to do this sweat lodge or whatever yeah. and he had topped the island it just i i mean I, I had no idea what to think the only thing i didn't know is when he started making that solution like right. i knew what he was going to do you know yeah. he's going to do the same thing he did to boone yeah and um and i was i didn't know if he would first off i don't understand how he knows anything about like making this stuff to make you go on some kind of spiritual journey yeah. it just seems up until this point i don't see any indian roots 
you know, yeah. and that's what yeah. it's basically what it put me in mind of, you know. Yeah, I want to know when in his past he started learning all these little tricks about concocting these potions and drugs yeah. and all this stuff to to induce these hallucinations that, exactly. you know, he and Boone seem so fond of. Do you have any thoughts on this, Austin? Well, um, Locke just seems to have revelations through this whole episode, and um, just the, the whole sweat pile. Yeah, not really, not really too much. Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, it's, it's it's interesting because the whole, I mean, it's just such a weird thing. You got this guy building, and plus the fact that he, I don't know why he chose to build it where he built it inside yeah. that church. Yeah, that structure. is really odd, actually. You now know? that you mention it, you know, yeah, like Echo's been working on building this church for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. He abandons it so he can go push the button. Locke decides to build a sweat lodge, and he picks the inside of that structure to build it in. I'm not sure if it was because he was. Going, basically going to look, wanting to know about Echo, uh-huh. and so he had to go to some place that oh, Echo, some place connected to Echo, Echo in some way. Yeah, good point. Yeah, that's a very great thought. So in a flashback, you know, we see Locke, you know, driving down the road in a pickup, and you know, when he stops to pick up a hitchhiker named Eddie, mm-hmm. uh, they get pulled over, and we find out that Locke has basically a truck bed full of guns, um, though they're all accounted for and you know right. legal. Uh, but it reminded me a lot of you know his case of knives from the first season. Oh yeah, when they find out he has this box of all these <laughs> knives and everything. Exactly, yeah. But um, of course, that's all leading into this flashback about Locke and where he was living at and all this stuff and, mm-hmm. and who that Eddie actually was. Um, but the next point I had um, on the island, you know, we see Locke's sweat lodge and Locke is mixing you know some sort of drug. Yeah. Uh, to aid him, you know, in his sweat lodging activities. And he tells Charlie not to come into the sweat lodge while he's in there. And let's listen to that. All right. Hi, John. It's good to see you again. What's that, John? Oh, you're sorry. That's okay. But I was the sacrifice the island demanded. Don't worry. You'll speak when you have something worth saying. I'm here to help you find your way again. So you can bring the family back together. Come on. I want to show you something. airport's in serious danger. You are the only one who can save them. <laughs> Not them, they'll be fine. For a while. <laughs> I think Saeed's got it. Next, please.
not Hurley. He's helping himself. First you have to clean up your own mess. Clean up your own mess. First you have to clean up your own mess. Clean up your own mess. You have to clean up your own mess. Clean up your own mess. John, they've got it. You don't have much time. So this is a really interesting clip. Yeah. I mean, this this whole clip was so awesome when I first saw mm-hmm. it because I wasn't sure whether we were supposed to take anything that happened in it literally or if this was all just some jumbled mess that Locke was seeing in his right. mind. Um, but the first thing, you know, he sees Boone, of course, and, and Locke tells him he's sorry. Right. Uh, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, I did too. You know, Boone makes the comment, you know, I was a sacrifice the island required, and Locke clearly doesn't believe that anymore. Mm-hmm. He he just realizes since then that that was not the case at all, and, yeah. and Locke was on a, a path that caused a lot of problems. Yeah, and I, it seemed like Boone, when he said that, though, was almost kind of like repeating what he had, yeah. you know, what John had said a ton of time. Not that he really believed it, because john i was you know it kind yeah. of you know yeah just right. kind of was one of the, <laughs> didn't really mesh well with his you know it wouldn't seem like he was sincere about you right. know so. which is also kind of interesting because it you know obviously Locke has said that several times since boone actually died uh-huh. which almost suggests that he heard Locke saying that if yeah. it's truly yeah. boone in some form exactly it may just be kind of a version of his subconscious mm-hmm. but um, also, I noticed whenever he, he's looking before Boone um, appears next to him, he looks really deep into that flame, and uh, uh-huh. quite a few faces pop up. I don't, were, were those all Boone, or was that quite a few? Different I didn't people? even notice. Yeah, oh, I, I have no clue. There's in in the flame itself? Yeah, in the flame itself, there's a few different faces. Oh, really? Boone came up. Yeah. Wow. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't catch that either. I didn't at that's, all. No. That's, that's <laughs> interesting. No, I, I'm guessing. Yeah, it was probably anybody that was involved in that little vision was probably in that flame too Ah. but i don't know i did not even notice that and uh, boone tells him you'll speak when you have something worth saying yeah Um, he says i'm here to help you find your way and you know so you can bring the family back together Mm -hmm. Um, any thoughts on that statement i had my ideas about what it meant but on on the bring the family back together family back together uh you know obviously my just basically basically defaulted to bringing their family that group that right. you know had basically became stranded together together yeah. and then that the way Boone said family it kind of re, you know 
revisits the idea that we said that this place is a place that they're going to learn to get through things together right, and yeah. the whole live together, die alone type uh-huh. mentality that it's going to take them working together to survive right. or to work through these demons that they've, you know, they all have. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I just am liking it to like an actual family. I mean, if, if you kind of island yourself off from your family, you, you know, you're alone, you go through a lot of things and it's really hard to get through, but with a family and a support right. structure, you know, these things are you know, possible. Mm-hmm. So, and I thought it was interesting in light of, you know, Locke's whole flashback, mm-hmm. you know, that it was very much a family that he was a part of. Exactly. And, exactly. Yeah. And it's almost like it connected, you know, just as he was a family with those people, he kind of looks at some of the, well, maybe he doesn't look at them as a family, but, sh- but Boone should. referenced them yeah. as a family. Yep. And and I thought that was really interesting. Well, and also what Locke has been looking for this whole time is a family. Right. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. and, and maybe he's finding it in these people and Boone's telling him, this is your family. Right. You know? Yeah. I didn't, could that relate to the others at all in any way, shape or form? Like, you mean the, the others would somehow be a family as well? Yeah. I guess, but they're not really separated in any way. Yeah. At this point, I think they're all together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess you did make the comment the last episode about how, you know, it appeared that Juliet and Ben kind of butt heads. Uh, yeah, I do feel like there's two separate right. groups there within that, right. you know, at least thinking-wise. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, but I definitely don't see how, you know, Boone or Locke, either one, would know enough about about the others to, to think that they would need to bring them back together like there was some rift that they needed to fix or something. Yeah. But then, um, you know all of a sudden Locke's legs don't seem to work at all. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Boone tells him he's going to need the wheelchair and that's when his vision starts. And, you know, Locke's back in the airport, you know, someone is in serious danger and you're the only one who can save them. Mm-hmm. Boone says, so they kind of then go around and they see all the different survivors in this airport. And, um, one by one, he kind of addresses whether or not that's the person or the yeah. group that needs to be saved. For some reason. Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go right ahead. Oh, um, for some reason, Charlie seems to be his little puppy this whole episode. Um, uh, whenever he's, um, Boone says uh, someone needs his help, the first immediately looks to Charlie, right. and he's with uh, Claire and Aaron, mm-hmm. and then uh, eventually gets to Jen and Son and um, Saeed. Right. And I notice whenever Hurley is behind the counter, mm-hmm. I saw Charlie next to him, so he's like... And oh, really? It, yeah, he's, he's um, over to the left, or to the right of Hurley. Right. To our left, and then... Uh, a split second after that, it shows them back with uh, Claire and Aaron again. Oh, really? So that yeah. like in two different groups, Charlie was in both yeah. of those groups. Huh? I didn't. I didn't even notice that either. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You pick up all these things, and <laughs> oblivious to the rest of us. Yeah. That's and, good. And so then you know, like of course he sees Charlie and Claire the first time, mm-hmm. and Boone says, "Not them. They'll be fine for a while." Yeah. And he sees Saeed and Jen and Son, and he said, I think Saeed's got it. Now, I wasn't sure whether that was a reference to Saeed's, like, struggle and Saeed finding his path or whether Saeed was, had a handle on Jen and Son's issue. That's kind of how I took it. You okay, know, like, that's what I kind of thought, too. Yeah. I wasn't sure. Yeah, yeah just like, you know, right now, I mean, and it's interesting because the way it's broke up right now, the people were in the groups that they are in right now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like... Son, his son and Jen and Saeed are together right now, and they were in that right. group in the airport, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. It just it just really references. That's a great point. You know, so. Yeah, so Charlie and Claire and Aaron were together. Yeah. Saeed, Jen, and son. Mm-hmm. Or Hurley was by himself because yep. he was still trekking through the jungle. Right. Yeah, and then Jack, Kate, hey, Sawyer, sorry. all of them. Were, yeah. That's, yeah, very cool, very cool. Hmm. So then, um, you know, of course, Hurley is working behind the ticket counter and says, next, please, and, and then, you know, types the numbers into the computer. Mm-hmm. And Boone says, not Hurley. And um, 
Then he sees Desmond with a few flight attendants, and he's dressed as a pilot. And uh, Boone says, forget it, he's helping himself. Mm-hmm. And they see Kate Sawyer and Jack together, and Ben is the security guard, kind yeah. of wanding all of them. Yeah. And Boone says, there's nothing you can do for them yet. First, you have to clean up your own mess. And I wondered, it was really interesting to see Ben as a security guard with that group. Because mm-hmm. like you just said, they were in the groups that they were actually in in real life. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, you know, Ben was kind of the security guard. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jack, Kate, and Sawyer were all being subjected to him. Yeah. Which I thought was really cool. Almost definitely, yeah. It was almost like some kind of symbolism of exactly what was going mm-hmm. on with them. Even though Locke had no clue what was going on with exactly, him yeah. at this time. And then... Um, Let's see here. He rides to the top of the escalator and finds Echo's bloody, you know, beating stick. And, um, you know, Boone says, clean it up, John. You don't have much time. Yeah. So Echo is to be, is the person that he's supposed to be saving. Mm -hmm. And what's really cool about that scene is, you know, at first I didn't understand why as Locke was getting out of that, you know, sweat lodge that he saw that monster or beast or it ends up being a polar bear. Yeah. Um, but then it made sense to me, you know, we had no clue where Echo was. Yeah. And I, and I kind of wonder when I was watching this episode, I kind of got confused and I was trying to figure out like, you know, did I skip an episode? Did, you know, when did we right. find out that, you know, Echo had been dragged off by a polar bear? But I, then I realized Locke knew it because of what happened in yeah. the sweat lodge. I think we're actually, me- uh, I think we're supposed to assume just because, um, you know, that Desmond turns the turn safe key, yeah. it blows up. Um, Look how far John ended up. Right. So we don't know where Echo ended up. And, right. uh, of course, Desmond woke up naked running through the jungle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you're absolutely right. I think it was just that, you know, all of them got blown somewhere. Yeah. And Echo just happened to be picked up by a polar bear wherever yeah. he landed. Yeah, I initially thought it was a wolf. It's face. Yeah, yeah, you know, it looked I, like that. Yeah, it? and I was like, whoa, what the heck about yeah. a wolf? I, mean, just, I thought it was another Indian thing. You know? Yeah, <laughs> so, right. Uh, but, but, yeah, I, I now, you know, see that was a polar bear. I mean. Right. And he comes out of the sweat lodge and grabs his knife, and he says he's going to save Mr. Echo. And uh, they find Echo's cross, and Locke says he was, you know, dragged by a polar bear. Mm-hmm. And he says, bad things happen to people who hang around with me. Now, one interesting thing to me about, I really like that episode where he gets out of the, the sweat lodge and yeah. grabs his knife. It's kind of like a return to the old lock. Oh, yeah. And it's he's no longer the button-pushing lock. Yeah. He's actually, you know, back with, you he's know, the he's hunter. hunter. Yeah, he's, he's the, the hunter. hunter which we heard mentioned several times mm-hmm. in the episode. So in a flashback, um, you know, Locke arrives at a small village compound and there are all sorts of people milling around and he's brought Eddie back with him, you know, to join them for dinner. And uh, one of the other guys says that John is a special guy. I forget, he mentions the name of the guy later, but I forget what it was. Um, but he's basically one of the leaders of this camp. Yeah. And uh, he says, John's a special guy. And um, he's saying grace, and he thanks them for, you know, helping me stop being so angry and for finding a new family. So right off, like, it's kind of a weird group. Oh, yeah. I just commune all the way. Yeah. I'd also like to point out, um, you guys were talking about uh, how you were wondering how he figures out how to do all these different potions and stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Whenever he first pulls up um, in the truck, there's a sweat lodge. He points out to Eddie there's a sweat lodge. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. he's been doing that for a while. That's yeah. very true. Yeah, I guess, you know, living in that compound and they, you know, obviously use the sweat lodge quite a bit. Yeah. And he would have definitely learned that stuff there. So that's another Yeah, that's a good point. point. So, you know, it's just really odd to me to figure out and kind of connect the uh, connect the dots here of Locke. Like, he had the whole issue with Helen, you know, and mm-hmm. he, let's see if I can remember exactly what we've seen here. And then Cooper... Yeah. he's forced to choose between 
she and Cooper. Yeah. And basically she leaves him. And so I think this in the timeline, this is after all of that. Yeah, I assumed I assumed that he's you know, withdrew from all that and mm-hmm. now found his way, quote unquote, right. you know, with this group and um, kind of rehabilitating from that pain. Right. You know? But the interesting thing is like he makes the references later on, you know, to Eddie about, you know, I was a hunter. I'm a hunter. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess I don't see anything from his past that we've seen to this point that tells us that Locke was that kind of guy. His dad, you know, I think that's probably why he's, I mean, in his, I mean, that's only that I took it as like, okay, he hunted with his dad's the one thing he did. Right. He was good at it, you know, and he found, he, he found, I guess, release in that. And right. that's what he desired, mm-hmm. you know, but, I, it, but that's it. That's all I found. Yeah. I really like to point something out. I'm, I'm sorry to backtrack. Oh yeah. No, go, ahead. Um, go right ahead. I feel a need to point this out. Um, I thought whenever, um, they first pull up points out sweat lodge, uh-huh. um, box telling Eddie, uh, it's where you meditate and right. relations and, um, I, I uh, Eddie asks him if he's a hunter or a farmer, right. and he just doesn't answer. He has this just this real creepy smile on his face. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> of course, he, he is a farmer as well, a pot farmer. But, yeah, no but, kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, to me though, the whole farmer hunter issue was much bigger than whether or not he had ever been hunting. Oh yeah, definitely. It was almost definitely. like a question of like personality. Yeah. yeah. And and Locke to me, and to this point, Locke is definitely had not had a hunter personality. No, no. I mean. Not are you seeing on the island or off the island? Oh, uh, in his flashback. Okay, yeah, no, no, I don't see that. Yeah, at all. Um, I think it was what he wanted to be. Right. I'm not sure that he's proven to be that yet. Yeah, and yeah. it kind of seems like he's gearing up to the point where he decides that he wants to go on this walkabout. Yeah. Because it even seems like from from Locke and the commune to Locke, you know, working at the desk mm-hmm. with Randy is a different person. Well, like, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's 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 noteworthy to say you think about okay they're playing this like basically um, game about right. being hunt you know yeah. war hero you know and all this stuff and he had this fantasy right. that this type of person that he was kind of an alter ego mm-hmm. you know and I think you know this is th- these types of things are giving him that that opportunity to try yeah. to play into that role right but ultimately we've seen up to this point that he is quite the opposite, you yeah. know? Yeah. So I, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. And it's also interesting to know too, that I mean, obviously in this flashback, he's not yet in a wheelchair. That's true. Yeah. So yeah. something has happened to him, you know, since then mm-hmm. that not only made him become more of a hunter like he is now, but put him in a wheelchair yeah, also. Definitely. So, you know, on the Island, you know, they get back to where the hatch was, you know, located formerly yes. and it's just a huge pit. Yeah, yeah, like a, Crazy. a giant hole in the ground, and you know they they r- later run into Hurley, and you know he tells them all about what happened with the others, mm-hmm. and basically fills them in on everything we saw in the season finale of season two. Well, right. right before, right before they find Hurley, um, there's a, it's as if they're they think they're being chased by a polar bear, right? Yeah, but um, Charlie and Locke, and then he throws the he throws his knife, and it hits um, Hurley's canteen. Right. I just thought that was really weird that how there was just no po- there was polar bear there a second ago, but yeah, yeah, like they thought they were being chased, and then all of a sudden Hurley's where the polar bear. Yeah, yeah. They thought the polar bear was definitely yep. got killed early. We also yeah. haven't seen um, polar bears in a while since what season nope. one? No, we haven't seen the polar bears at all since season one. We've seen the cages obviously, and they <laughs> yeah. kind of hinted that the whole polar bears were yeah. in there, but this is really the first time we've seen them since then. I'm not sure if you made a note about this, but it was interesting what Charlie had said about the polar bears, mm-hmm. how they were like the, the Einstein, Einstein's, the bear the bear, yeah, and, and the fact that these seem to be even more 
uh, I don't know, they're even smarter than the average yeah. bear, if I can yeah. use that, you know, and that it's like, uh, I don't know, they're not dealing with any just, just regular bears. You know, right. these are these are some crazy, crazy beasts. Right. Which yeah. totally ties into exactly what were the others doing with these bears exactly. in those yeah. cages. Exactly. And, and their little, you know, machines that they had to figure Teach out how them. to use in order to how, eat yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, how smart do they make them? For, you know, too smart for their own good, maybe, you know. Uh-huh. That's yep. why they're released and got, you know, or maybe they got out themselves, you know, yeah. who knows? <laughs> I don't know. So back in the commune, you know, Locke and Eddie are walking around and talking and Eddie asked John, you know, what the big secret is with the greenhouse. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, he knows what's going on and he wants in on whatever they're trying to blow up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Locke, of course, laughs because it's couldn't be further from right. what's actually going on. And, you know, Locke later goes and talks to the head honchos and finds out that, you know, Eddie is a cop, yeah. an undercover cop. Yeah. And he's investigating their their operation. Now, what I wasn't clear on was whether Eddie knew that this was a drug operation or he really did think that this was some, they were actually planning, like growing some kind of, exp- or making explosives. Right. And like, was he there to investigate a drug operation or like a possible terrorist cell or something? I, I just assumed that he knew it was a drug operation. That was a little, that was a throw off, you know, yeah. uh, you know, oh yeah, whatever you want to blow up, I want to blow up just to be naive. Right. To, to get kind in. of throw Locke yeah. off his, his scent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Good point. So, um, you know, Locke basically volunteers to kill Eddie to help protect all of them. Oh yeah. And, um, be the hunter, right? Yeah. He's going to prove himself to be the, the hunter. He says he is, but we'll get back to that part. Yeah. Later. Um, so in the jungle, you know, Desmond runs into Hurley and, and uh, you know, Desmond is still naked. He hasn't found any clothes since then. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he says he woke up in the jungle like that. And uh, meanwhile, Locke goes into the cave to search for Echo and finds an old metal toy dump truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Either of you pick up on the si- significance of that? Like, I, I didn't understand why that was supposed to be significant in some way. I, I couldn't. I mean, it, it points to a kid, you know, yeah. some type of child living there not maybe in the cage or in the cave but on that island but i i couldn't i couldn't put a i thought i tried to think about it because i was like man there's got to be a reason why we're looking at tonka truck you know but but no i I couldn't get it yeah i i don't know maybe maybe in future episode i i could not tie it to anything maybe we missed something i don't know yeah i only thing i thought of was that like it's just another reminder that there have been people on this island, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. at some point, even to a different extent than they are now, because yeah. we haven't seen any kids running around. Right, exactly. So it's just something to remind us. So you know, he, he then finds Echo, who himself is you know an active kill, mm-hmm. and um, but manages to get him out of the cave after the bear you know pulls him a little bit more and probably does some significant damage. But you know, meanwhile Desmond and Hurley are talking. Let's listen to that. All scene. right. So, when you say turn the key, you mean like a key key? That was a fail-safe key. That seems kind of convenient. I'm sorry? I'm just saying, if you had this magic key the whole time, why didn't you, like, use it? I didn't know what would happen. So what did happen? Well, the fail-safe key must have detonated the electromagnetic anomaly, made the hatch implode. But you didn't implode? You're not gonna like turn it into the Hulk or something. <laughs> so is that what made the, the blender noise and the sky turn purple? I'm afraid I missed that, brother. Right, you were fail-saving. 
or FYI, the whole island vibrated. And Kate and Jag and Sawyer saw it too right before they had bags pulled over their heads. Don't worry. Log's gonna go after them. He said so in his speech. What? What speech? All he said he was gonna save Echo and kill bears. Right. Right, of course. I'm, I'm sorry, I... Just uh, a bit shook up. So, a couple of things here. You know, the fail-safe key must have detonated the magnetic anomaly, Desmond yeah. says. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which I guess is supposed to explain why there's a big pit in the ground. Yeah. You know, where the hatch was. Formerly. Imploded. Yeah. That it all just imploded, and, and Hurley says, well, you didn't implode. And then, you know, Desmond makes the comment that, you know, Locke said he was going to get Jack, Kate, and Sawyer in his speech. Yeah. And, of course, you know, Hurley's really confused about what happened yeah. and um, of course you know something is going on in Desmond's head and we can either talk about that whole issue now or wait till the end when we actually get the full resolution of that let's uh let's yeah let's wait so I don't okay. yeah. have to try to forget you know to jump ahead or anything right but yeah I mean there's something interesting going on oh yeah I'll wait definitely. I'll wait yeah, okay, yeah, I don't yeah. want to jump into it yet I'm getting excited but so back at the commune, you know, Locke gets Eddie into the woods mm-hmm. and, you know, ends up pulling his gun on him. And I wanted to listen to that scene as well because there's some cool stuff in there. All as right. Well. No deer, huh? Nope. You talked to Mike and Jan yet? Yeah, sure did. Yeah, what'd they say? They said that I should uh, bring you by the greenhouse tonight after supper and that they would explain everything. Cool. That's great. Why'd you see something? John. What are you doing? Did you know... It would be me. What? In the truck? Did you know it would be me driving? Did did they choose me? They? John, I have no idea what you're talking about. I didn't load that one. So how about you just answer the question, Eddie? Yeah. They chose you, John. Why? Because you hadn't been here long, didn't have a criminal record, and the psych profile said you would be amenable for coercion. Uh, Amenable for coercion? Hey! Lower the gun, John. Okay? This isn't personal. What's not personal? Stop, stop. I'm sorry. John, but you're not going to shoot me. You're not a murderer. You're a good man. You're a farmer. Nope. Not a farmer. I was a hunter. I'm a hunter. I'm going to walk away now, John.
So Eddie makes the comment that Locke is was amenable for coercion. Yeah. So like easily impressionable. Mm-hmm. And which I thought was really interesting because I I mean it definitely ties into Locke's behavior on the island. Oh yeah. He was so quick to to get to feel like he was getting orders from this island and that he was on some specific path that this island was directing. Mm-hmm. And um, it's basically like the fastest possible way to sum up Locke's character. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's kind of cool that, you know, Eddie or these police officers or whatever seem to know Locke well enough and knew enough about him and his psychological profile to, to know him that well. Yeah. Well, they, they wanted to stress that they they did choose him like they right. chose him uh yeah Locke seems to be very special i think we'll see more of that how special he is yeah. in future episodes right yeah but yeah i just thought it was really cool that somehow they they knew Locke. um like how did they even choose him to single him out in the first place yeah. like how did they know he was involved in this group right but that was really interesting yeah i thought it was really good and i you know probably what what Locke took as an insult was you know Mm-hmm. Probably actually a good thing, you know, but they, he really was insulted by the fact that they knew that he'd be kind of a, this good guy right. and that he, he would be able, he would fall. He would believe in somebody. He mm-hmm. did have faith in people, you know, and it kind of goes back to, you know, Locke losing his faith in the episode that would cause him to, you know, the whole hatch being imploded, you right. know, yeah. but yeah. that just showed that, you know, people believed in Locke's faith prior yeah. to this and he just needed to re-believe in himself. Yeah. You yeah, know. that's a good point. It's almost like um, you know him discovering that he was completely right in the first place about that button. Yeah, it kind of convinced him that he needed to get back on the path he exactly. was on before, mm-hmm. rather than continue being kind of the weak, right. weak lock. Yeah. And of course, Eddie says, "You're not a murderer. You're a good man. Mm-hmm. You're a farmer." Yep. And again, we have this talk about good man. You know, we had good one mm-hmm. a few episodes back. Just a lot of good versus evil. Yeah, definitely. In this ep- in this show in general. And then, you know, Locke tries to convince himself that he's a hunter, not a farmer. You know, I, w- I was a hunter. Mm-hmm. I- I'm a hunter, you know. Yeah. And I just, I don't understand, like, this Locke, this Locke, this battle <laughs> that Locke's kind of having with himself. Yeah. And, like, this struggle between not wanting to be a farmer. Yeah. Like, why is he so against, like, like he sees it as being weak. I was going to say, yeah. it, it, to him it represents being weak, but I don't, I don't, I don't really get that, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't yeah, know. I don't either. I mean, it, it just has to be something that we haven't seen in his backstory yeah, definitely. yet or something. So, you know, in the jungle, you know, an unconscious echo gives Locke guidance that he can, you know, still find Jack, Kate, and Sawyer. He can still protect them. Mm-hmm. Um, after all, you are a hunter, John. And uh, Hurley, Locke, and Charlie go back to the beach and give everyone the news about Jack, Kate, and Sawyer. And Locke says he's going to get them all back and bring them home. Charlie says, not a bad speech. Right. And, you know, Hurley realizes what Desmond said. Yeah. And um, Hurley just kind of looks at Desmond. Yeah. And realizes that Desmond knew something. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about this. Okay. So clearly, Desmond knew something. Um, before it happened. Yeah. And I want to hear your thoughts on this. And Austin, you better be really careful. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, okay. My, my, my thoughts initially and, and still probably are, is just that just as John woke up with a mission, mm-hmm. you know, Desmond was given something as well, right. you know, through this 
whatever. Rather, he they went somewhere and they mm-hmm. were told something or they seen something. Right. But through this, like I don't know, uh, imploding, they they were woken up to something. You know, right. it seemed, like I said, it's, it's that's exactly what it seems like with. And I'm, I'm interested to see what what Echo has to say. Right. Maybe he himself also was, you know, given some kind of revelation through this thing too. Right. Um, but I mean, that's all I could really at this point. That's all I could really put onto it because it doesn't. I don't have any other reason to believe that yeah. Desmond was told anything. You know, you know, right. outside of this event. You know. Yeah. But it does seem like maybe this whole implosion thing, and the fact that he was naked. Mm-hmm. You know, and the other guys were not. You know, there's got to mm-hmm. be a reason, and he was so close to the detonation. I mean, he's the one that turned the key. Mm-hmm. Um, like somehow. And us is restating the obvious, but somehow through that implosion and through that process, he was either given some type of power mm-hmm. or given some type of information. Right. And um, that's all I can base it on right, right. now. Right. Yeah. And of course, the fact that, you know, as soon as he turned that key, the screen went white. Yeah. It's kind of like he was engulfed in white. S- yeah. Something. The moment that key turned. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, I agree. That's almost like, you know, each of them was given something as a result mm-hmm. of that hatch imploding and that, you know, whatever happened that explosion of the anomaly or whatever right um but each of them was given some kind of vision or or task or something right and Locke was carrying out his and desmond was doing his we Mm -hmm. just don't know what desmond's real task was yet right i have so much for this part but i don't want to ruin anything for you anton yeah okay definitely don't yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, i'm sure you probably know a lot more (laughs) Um, than i'm just curious uh um charlie and john uh-huh. Or carrying lock right before they take a pit stop. Uh-huh. Um, did you guys have notes because um, Locke was telling um, Charlie about what he saw in the sweat box and everything? Did you have any notes on that? I didn't. I don't. I remember there was a conversation about mm-hmm. him basically yeah. just, but him seeing Boone and the sweat lodge. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Other than that, um, did you have something that like, was interesting off of that? No, I just thought that it was odd that um, that. Charlie Charlie had just a really weird weird reaction to me whenever he told him that he saw Boone. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah, he's dead and everything, but still, yeah. it seems like uh, he had a pretty weird. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't know if he knows thinks if Locke has lost his mind or or right. something. Then the blast had messed his head uh-huh. up or something. But I guess if somebody came to me and said I just spoke to someone who's dead, I'd be like, Yeah, yeah. Not sure what you're, yeah. you're talking about, but. But you also made a good point earlier about how throughout this entire episode, um, yeah. you know, Charlie and Locke, or I guess it was more Charlie, just kind of seemed angry. He's like had really this kind grudge. Of put out. Yeah, yeah, had a real grudge toward Locke. Uh, feels embarrassed that he beat him up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And everything. Uh, he's pointing everything. He's um he's he's mocking him while he's going before he goes in the sweat lodge and everything. Uh-huh. And uh, um he's he's uh, he asks him, "Are you using drugs, John?" And right. Zero tolerance and yeah, don't yeah. want to have a zero tolerance yeah. policy. Yeah. Well, well, once you have to beat yourself up, <laughs> punch yourself in the face. And uh, before he goes into the cave, he has the uh, hairspray and he right. points out, "I don't want to break this to you, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> Yeah, it's like he's trying to, in really subtle ways, get get Locke back a little bit. Yeah, for the exactly. trouble that he gave him, and I think it was the which episode was it? Fire plus water. It was a good. I mean, it was a good episode also that kind of seemed like they were, even though there was some tension, they were working through those issues because yeah. Locke had a lot to do with, you know, um, Charlie's recovery. Yeah. And, you know, I'm glad to see that relationship start to come back yeah. together. Charlie yeah. is really intimidated by Locke. Like, uh, you, you see him um, in Fire Plus Water. He's uh, mm-hmm. whenever Locke's with Claire and Aaron, 
um, Charlie's just looking at him like with this yeah. look on his face, like I'm totally going to get you back. Yeah, yeah, and I think he's like that with anybody. Pretty much anyone that seems to come between he yeah. and Claire, it's like he's instantly really territorial. Even, and, even in this episode with Desmond, yeah, real protective. Yeah. Was it this episode? Or then I, yeah, I don't, I, think I so. don't recall. Well, the, I just know every time somebody's close to her, it doesn't matter who it is. Yeah. He's just like yeah. looking. It's like he has. I think he has like a weird insecurity issue where he. He feels like people yeah. view him as being unable to do certain like manly type yeah. things. Yeah. And he feels like he has to make sure and make it known exactly. that hey, I can do this. You know, like I can in do that, that episode where Jack got caught in the cave and he had to go in the moth. Right. That yeah. Was it. Yeah. The moth. Exactly. Yep. So yeah, it was a great episode. I mean, not a great episode. I have to admit, this is probably one of the episodes in this season that I, I don't like very much. Really? Uh, I like this one. I like yep. Locke. I like it the Locke centric thing. I, I just love yeah, uh, figure out a little bit of Locke's past. He right. has an interesting past. I yeah, I guess I do like I that. See, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that one in the sense that I like Locke returning to mm-hmm. the hunter, right. or at least the adventure type, rather yeah. than the yeah. button lock. You know, right? So that this in this episode, you totally see that button yeah. lock was dull. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I do like the whole the little scene with Boone in the in the airport. Mm-hmm. Like I mentioned before, it just kind of always freaks me out because. You know, obviously Hurley behind the ticket counter, Desmond dressed up as a pilot. Mm-hmm. Just all these people in these weird roles that, you know, weren't in real life. They weren't, you know, Hurley yeah. wasn't working at the airport. Right. You know? But it just kind of plays with your head. Like, well, are they trying to tell me that this is what was actually happening? Well, it was just, I mean, if you, I can I can sit here and try to break it down. I could say, okay, mm-hmm. the ticket to the island was Hurley, the numbers. Right, the numbers. Okay. Mm-hmm. You go to Desmond, you can, or you can say... He's the one. Somehow he's in control. Right. He's the one f- that f- basically drawed them in right. to the island. Yeah. He was the pilot because uh-huh. he's the one that pulled them into this yeah. island to begin with. Right. And then you get you get the little you know just the little subcategories of the people. Right. What I didn't understand though was I mean you got Kate and Kate looks like all like yeah kind of yeah. crazy looking much and, darker and yeah yeah and and Kate and Sawyer. Are definitely together. Right. Jack's in front of them, kind of just like doing his thing. Yeah, doing yeah. his own thing. You know, getting wanted yeah. by Ben. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, and it was just so. I mean, it seems to me that the significance, there was significance in mm-hmm. each scene, and I'd almost yeah, want to yeah, rewatch that and like really pick it apart. Yeah. You know, that's that is really great because I mean, it it is so perfectly mirroring what's going on it on is, the island for sure with Sawyer and Kate being together mm-hmm. you know Jack being off on his own and kind of doing his own thing mm-hmm. but then like you know Jack is with Ben he's very yeah. closely tied to Ben right Most now definitely yeah and but but Sawyer and Kate aren't far off right you know they're very close very to them, close but just but not involved they're not being addressed mm-hmm. right exactly now. yeah yeah so it's so cool. And, and yeah, of course, Desmond, in another way, if you look at, you know, pilot in another sense, kind of like a pilot for a TV show, mm-hmm. you know, he was the first one to encounter this island out of all of That's them. That's true. He was the first one to kind of see what this island was mm-hmm. all about mm-hmm. and was kind of the pilot, you know, for this whole experience. Yeah. yeah. And, um, but yeah, and Hurley with, you know, being the, really, it seems to be the ticket to this whole yeah, island. Yeah, definitely. You know? So that's just awesome. Yeah, yeah it is. He was talking to Hurley. Was talking to Charlie. I think it was. It's telling him he had deja vu. And yeah. uh, of course, um, Charlie's like, "What?" And then he looks at Desmond. He's just throwing rocks in the ocean. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, it's I really interesting. like that. Yeah. Desmond's definitely trying to sort something out. Yeah, definitely. Well, anything else at all before we end this out? 
I think that's all I had. Although I don't know much about implosions, uh-huh. but I kind of was wanting to like look up what how an implosion happens. Yeah. Because I'm like, what causes something to implode rather than you know yeah. explode? Is it in his magnetic pull? You know, it would get pulled into something. Right. You know, so I just this whole implosion thing's kind of got my mind. Yeah. Isn't implode uh, exploding from the inside? I think it's uh, if I can remember, I think it's something to do with like energy being released from something so quickly instead of blowing everything around it outwards the energy is released so quickly that it, it actually sucks everything like a kind of like a star when a star yeah, dies that's what and I pulls everything of. into it that's what i was thinking i was like but this thing had to be so powerful oh yeah to do to that make a hole like that and totally be no remnants of the hatch whatsoever yeah but not to affect the person yeah that was on top of it right. you know it's like i'm like there's something how does that work something yeah. there you know yeah, but whatever Definitely a bit of curiosity there. Yeah. Th- throughout the whole episode, I had a, I had to tell Evan to pause it just so I could finish typing everything. <laughs> yeah. We had to pause it about fifty times. Yeah. Took, yeah, I think it took us an hour and a half to get through <laughs> one yeah. episode. Well, it was it is a good episode. I yeah. mean, it's definitely not too bad when you're just you know watching the DVD and right. stuff. Yeah, but um, if that's it, I that's guess it. Uh, we'll see everybody on Friday the 15th or Sunday the 15th sorry we'll be discussing every man for himself a Sawyer centric episode and until then we'll see you all later thanks for listening to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan new episodes are released every Sunday Wednesday and Friday morning at 7 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time in the meantime if you haven't already you can sign up and become part of our community at lostmysterypodcast.com Email us your questions or comments to info at lostmysterypodcast.com. And please call our listener line at 765-439-4190 with your name, where you're calling from, and also let us know whether or not you'd like your comments to be used on an upcoming episode.